Welcome to Greenwood on Deck with your host, Clay Sprouse. We are meeting our talented residents who are shaping the social and cultural landscape of Greenwood, South Carolina. Greenwood on Deck is a production of CES and presented by Anchor. Okay, welcome to another episode of Greenwood on Deck, the newest podcast around Greenwood. And today I'm coming to you from Crossens Deli in Uptown Greenwood. And I just had the Crossens special. It has ham, turkey, roast beef. I put it on sourdough with some oil and vinegar and salt and pepper and mayo. And I'm telling you, it was a knockout sandwich. Today I am meeting with Dr. Robert Stevenson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mass communications professor at Lander University, but I like to call him a social media guru. He is he is all over the place on social media in Greenwood, and you're getting into a couple other ventures as well, and we're certainly going to talk about those in just a moment. So, first of all, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for asking me. I'm, I'm honored to be uh, in the mix. I saw you already spoke with... Um, TJ from Montague's, B from our future mayor, and Stephen Galloway, all people that I don't know how I got in this crowd, but thank you again. Well, I think I think I'm trying to shape the podcast around talking to influential people in Greenwood. And we're gonna talk about Greenwood calendar. That's probably a big part of your social media outreach. I think you have over fifteen thousand followers there, so you definitely have influence. Let's start out the in- interview by talking about your background. I know your mm-hmm. mother. Oh, yeah. I do know your mother, and we'll talk a little bit about her. But what is your background in Greenwood, specifically? Okay. Well, I, hope, I don't want to be boring. Uh, okay, so <laughs> when, I, when my folks told me in Philadelphia we're moving to South Carolina, at that time, you know, I had my neighborhood friends, and uh, I was kicking and screaming. And when I got here, I said, you know, I'm moving away as soon as I get old enough. Now they couldn't drag me away. It was it, it didn't take very long at all before I realized how much I loved Greenwood. Um, so my background. Uh, yeah, I went to Lander. I didn't know what I wanted to major in. Worked for the Forum student newspaper, and I was a business major actually. And people said, "Hey, man, I like that article you wrote." I said, "Really? Um, something I liked doing, and and somebody liked it, and I started doing that more and more. And there wasn't a journalism major and." I actually started working at the Index Journal writing feature articles for them. I did one article that was kind of a turning point. It was uh, called Actors from the Upstate, and I called, well, this was a while ago, so you young folks out there aren't going to know who I'm talking about, but you probably remember the Cosby Show, and there was Cockroach. He was from uh, just on the other side of Lake Greenwood. I called him in New York. His dad answered the phone and said, I'm doing an article about actors from the upstate. And he's like, Anthony's really busy right now. He's got a rap band. And he said, uh, where are you calling from? I said, Greenwood. He goes, you know the Dixie? I said, I ate there yesterday. He goes, what'd you have? 
said, uh, Dixie Chiefs half and half. He goes, Anthony, get over here. This guy wants to talk to you. <laughs> so that, that opened the door. And we so the a- Dixie opened the door to an interview with Cockroach. <laughs> That's right. Do you know Cockroach? I do know who okay. Cockroach is. Yeah, I mean, right. when we were watching the Cosby show when we were kids, that was the whole talking point was that guy's from Greenwood. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. So, cool. so that, that went great. Uh, and then um, – Les Nessman, a lot of folks don't remember him. His name was Richard Sanders. He uh, was in 96. WKRP. WKRP. Yeah. If you don't know him, Google, as God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. Okay, Google that, <laughs> and you'll see what I'm talking about. It was the Thanksgiving show of WKRP. It was like some kind of radio promotion That's they were right. running on the show. That's yeah, right. I remember that episode. Yeah, it, it, dropping them out of helicopters. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, he, That's hilarious. his first play was The Frog Prince in 96, and he was told, acting is not for you. <laughs> but I, I liked planning a little bit of the upstate in these TV shows, and Bo Hopkins was another one who was in Dynasty at the time, and then a lot of movies over the years. So I did that, and, and I decided you know, maybe... I'll go someplace else because I wanted to major in journalism. But Lander created a program called Interdisciplinary Studies, which was taking a couple different majors if there was enough courses to to fill, fulfill the majors. So I was the first Interdisciplinary Studies major. Wow. And, uh, and I worked at the Greenville News, uh, writing sports, worked at WSCZ in Greenwood. And, and, and that was awful because, well, first day, all I had to say was, it's currently 67 degrees in your super country. And the guy said, and I said, I'm fine, don't worry about it. And he, he said, when that second hand gets to 12, just say that. And as it got close, my heart was beating so fast. And I said, I, di- I didn't expect that. So I said, it's going to be your stuff coming. And, like, and he comes in, he left the room. He said, I'll, I'll, and he said, that was really good. Uh, next time, just say it a little slower. and, and and I got to the point where it didn't matter. It was fun. Right. That, that first experience, I thought, maybe I'm in the wrong field. But anyway, uh, so that's kind of my background. I got, I got into media by accident. I was an accounting major, and, uh, and I, I ended up doing what I like doing. Right, which is kind of what we're all shooting for at <laughs> some point. That's right. And if not, you do little hobbies like a podcast <laughs> on the side. You know, I always wanted to be in radio. I felt like I had somewhat of a radio voice, but... It just never, I never could break through like that. And, and of course, I'm doing other things now. Yeah. So, well, talk um, to me after the interview. Uh, Paul Crutcher runs XLR Lander Radio, and he's talking about some community members coming in doing a show. So, we might hear you. Well, I, I would love to do something like that. I've, I've actually met Paul before. They did a little uh, music expose uh, a couple of years ago where I went into the studio and named my five favorite songs. Right. Or five, not five favorite songs, but five songs that meant something to me. Sure. So you have your master's degree and your doctorate from University of South Carolina. Oh, you did research. Yes, I did do a little research. <laughs> um, did you actually mo- live in Columbia for a little bit? or I did. I moved around. I lived in Florence for a little bit. I lived in Columbia for a little bit. I lived in Greenville for a little bit. But I went for my master's. I moved down to West Columbia and rode my bike in town. And my doctorate, I actually was full-time at Lander, so I was driving back and forth. Commuting. Uh, right. Yeah. So, when you were doing sports writing for the Greenville News, did you have a specific beat, or was it just kind of a, yeah. I'm kind of writing on whatever? 
hope you don't ask too many questions about this because everybody <laughs> in the sports department was a walking encyclopedia and they would ask me how did you get here because I, I i could write it was something i but i didn't know, i didn't know the who played second base in the 67 world series <laughs> i mean but uh, I wrote high school football, and I spoke okay. to every high school football coach every Friday night, and it got to the point where they're calling me up, and it, it was fun. Right. I would imagine, and I would think that that would probably still be kind of a fun beat in our area as well. Absolutely. But, okay. Um, I did not know this about you. So you're somewhat of a musician. I didn't even know <laughs> that. I, I saw pictures on Facebook of, of you playing drums, okay. even holding a guitar, but I didn't know <laughs> to what extent of a musician you were. Yeah. Uh, do you do you play often? Hmm. or? Well, it, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm thinking all the people who know me are rolling their eyes now because... Uh, <laughs> My son Nicholas plays in a band called Juice, and people say, you know, how did he get this talent? And uh, no, I, I play drums. Uh, gotcha. As a matter of fact, my drum teacher, David Haddix, taught the drummer for the Marshall Tucker Band how to play. Oh wow! Uh, so, but that means nothing because I, I, I was never any good. Uh, I was I could play the Who in Boston and Kansas, uh, <laughs> but when another uh, I, I couldn't. I mean, it took me a long time to get the songs down. Uh, you know, good musicians like, the, like like you and those we have around town can hear a song, go home and play it. Uh, that's just not something. I'm not that good. <laughs> <laughs> I have to work really hard at it. Okay. But, um, yeah, I know who, you know, some of the folks around town, just amazing musicians. So I read something in 2016. You were named in this list of <laughs> top 25 profe- communications professors that you should know about. Yeah. Did that list mean anything to you? Or I saw Lander published it. Right. But it was, it was, I, I didn't know if that was, when you get some sort of recognition like that, what does that mean to you? And you you obviously have a love for your profession. Yeah. What, uh, what does that mean? First of all, again, I'm impressed. You're a good researcher and you're a great interviewer. I was, when I listened to the previous podcast, I was like, good question. Good question. Uh, so <laughs> uh, what does it mean to me? I was really surprised. And I was like, who are these guys? What are their qualifications? Why did they pick me? Um, and um, I was fortunate enough to have won some awards at Lander. Um, I got distinguished professor, young faculty scholar, and some teaching things. But uh, so that probably entered into the mix. Why they? But a student had sent me, "Hey, did you see this?" And I said, "Wow, no, I hadn't. It's been out for three months before I saw it. They didn't tell me. I didn't. Uh, but it was." kind of cool. I mean, I don't think I'm one of the top, whatever they said, but <laughs> but I do, and what matters to me, and it keeps happening, is uh, a student, I've been teaching 28 years now, and a student would email me, hey, I never thought I was going to be using what I learned in that intro to journalism class, but I do almost every day now, and that just means the world right. to me. Right, when they come back to yeah. you, and I think both you and I probably have that in common, mm being in education, that when you see the impact, that's when it's right. there in front of you, that's what makes the difference. I mean, we go through the day-to-day <laughs> operations and frustration can build in sometimes or mm. monotony takes hold. But when that student does something to change their own lives yes. and they come back and say, it's because of something you did, yeah, I feel like it, it's made it worth it. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's even if sometimes it's not even related to the subject matter, it's kind of like um, 
I don't even can't think of a specific example, but something like uh, you know you're you're smoking like three packs a day. Is everything okay? And then comes back to me and I say, you know, when you said that to me three months ago, I just thought about it and thought about it. I just wanted you to know I quit smoking. It's like. Did I say that? <laughs> right. <laughs> and, but when was this conversation? <laughs> when right. did it take place? Yeah. I can understand that. Now, in that article, uh, it said that you had you had some stuff published in the New York Times mm-hmm. and other publications and things like that. When you write something, are, are you intending it to be published in a large medium like that? Or is it just something that falls into place? It's, it falls into place. I, I write usually... Hmm. I was going to say what's bothering me. Uh, when I see something on the side of the road, I don't just complain about it when I get home. I, I feel like i got to write something about it. It's kind of therapy. And every once in a while I'll get done and say, well, that's not half bad. And, and I sent it. Like, like, what, what was bothering me at the time was the, the, the convergence or, of all the media, the media chains... As a matter of fact, the Index Journal is the only family-owned newspaper in our state. All the rest are part of chains, and that makes a difference. I mean, they're not calling up all the newspapers saying, this is what you got to write about, but uh, the Index Journal is free to write about what needs to be covered, and I, and, I, and I highly respect them for resisting the going into chains. And So what I was saying is all these chains, and they call them multimedia conglomerates, like one company owns... 10 chains and then the newspaper the TV station the radio station it limits the voices and that's what our founding fathers wanted it was like every they call it the marketplace of ideas they wanted everybody's idea to be raised up and that's hard to do and, and I said you know for democracy to work we need to have all these venues to get people's voice so I wrote about that and I, I think that's interesting you bring that up because I mean one of the cornerstones of the First Amendment is freedom of speech Absolutely. and freedom of press. Yes. Freedom of press. And and when each corner of the press is starting to be controlled by one person or two right. persons, you're getting the same information flow down and they're just wanting you to hear what they want you to right. hear. When something really bad happens with one of those companies that they own, it may be on the bottom of page 16. Um, instead, they'll, they'll still probably write about it, but but not necessarily on the front page with a big picture if they so that's it, it even though they strive to be objective and to be ethical sometimes you know they're having to pay their bills and and um and sometimes that kind of thing gets uh, and that's and there's a guy who wrote about it called ben bagdicki and he a book called media monopoly and at the time they were saying he's like chicken little complaining about but everything he predicted came true right. so so that 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 means a lot to me and, and i that's again that's why I got into I hate fake news so I do whatever I can to shine a spotlight that term fake news yeah I know it's just become it's become a thing <laughs> okay so let's talk a little bit about greenwoodcalendar.com and greenwood calendar on Facebook as I mentioned before you've got over 15,000 followers on greenwood calendar What's, what's the history behind that? I know that you started it in 2013. Was there a particular purpose behind it, or yeah. was it just a hobby? What? Uh, I was annoyed. Uh, <laughs> I love my students at Lander, I mean, but they were saying, oh, there's nothing to do in Greenwood. And I, it was just the thing to say among college students. They'll complain about parking, 
and nothing to do. And I said, you know, I can tell you seven things right now that you could go do. We have a fantastic local music scene. We have a great museum. We have uh, the auto drive-in movie theater. And, and I would just go through these things. And then a new semester would begin. What are you going to do? I'm going to go home because there's nothing. I said, wait a minute. And that, so I, I created Greenwood Calendar, hence the name. But it's it's evolved into a lot more than that. So I would start with just a calendar, and you click on a date, and it would list the five or six things going on that day. And it got to the point where it kept growing and growing. I've added a whole lot of video to it. I've right. done about 15, no, hold on, 1,500 videos in the last three or four years. Just uh, Yeah, I shared on Jackson Station's Facebook yeah. page, I shared today the video you did for us like four or five years ago. And that for folks fun. who, yeah, folks who are wondering what can Greenwood Calendar do for me? We went from a band with under 100 likes to probably overnight over 300 likes. And now we're over 700 something likes. And I mean, we're a local band. I mean, we're not big time or anything like that. But great name. I think that. Great, great name. Great but, genre. But I think, that, um, I think that Greenwood Calendar certainly helped us get our start and our foot in the music door, you oh, know, in Greenwood. Fantastic. And what I love about Greenwood Calendar is that. A lot of it is good news. Yes. You know, it's positive. I saw I saw today's post that the Piggly Wiggly is uh, coming back to South Maine. The pig is back. That's great. Um, but what do you feel like your responsibility is when something bad happens? Yeah, it's a great question. Okay, so my, my slogan or theme or philosophy is spotlighting what's great about Greenwood. But there are negative things that happen, like the recent shooting at the mall. Uh, and I, I will cover that. Um, what I try to do is constructive um, like I'm I'm backing the blue I'm spotlighting what our police do and um, and I really think they have done a good job we don't they're, they're I mean I speak to officer link uh, who works in the police I work closely with Charlie Barano and you know I do the minute with the mayor series I kind of know what's happening behind the scenes and some of the re sometimes it's they want to communicate what's going on but they don't want to give away something that's going to hurt the investigation correct so i i respect that and when i know something and they tell me not to i i, I won't hamper their investigation um, like at walmart they announced yeah. there's something going on but we just don't just don't worry about it it's not going to involve the public but they caught somebody and they didn't want to lose that opportunity so um no, I forgot the question. <laughs> well, we, oh yeah, negative stuff. It's, yeah, it will be on there. My my primary focus is, um, you know, finding something that needs a spotlight. I like to think about there's a spark and I go throw some gasoline on it, and it's like, and, and I like to create a buzz. And then once I do that, people just take over and they'll leave comments, and you know, it's, I don't always agree with them. Like uh, when I talked about the pig coming, somebody else wrote something that wasn't positive. But that's that's freedom of speech, freedom of press, and I, I just like being a vehicle for that. Right. And Greenwood Calendar, as a, as the vehicle of Greenwood Calendar, when something like the mall shooting happens, mm -hmm. and and you were the first one that I found out found that out about yeah. from. Were you actually there? Did you go to the scene, or you were just receiving communication? That's a good question. Okay, so because I have a lot of, I, and I listened to Stephen Galloway 
when he said, I don't really call them fans, I call them friends. I don't really feel like I got all these followers. I got 15,000 some friends and I get a lot of calls and say, my daughter works there and there's a shooter there. And I called 911 and I spoke to them and they were, let me get you in touch with an officer. I called this other person back to tell me what's going on. And I, all I did at first was, there's a shooting at the mall, keep away. Right. You, know, you can only hamper this. And, and then about 20 minutes later, I see it on Fox Carolina and other sites. And, and then I get, according to Officer Link, this is what's going on. So I added to that. But I had to confirm it. I won't just go off one person. I um, always want to get two sides to the story. If, there, if I only can get one, like... Uh, Old Navy's coming back to Greenwood. I've got this on a reliable source. Um, I'll, I'll tell the folks right now. This is from one source, right? Which is going to happen. The Old way. Navy thing. I, <laughs> I, I have never seen such excitement. <laughs> and, uh, it, it's like the second. It is the second coming. It's, well, if we get it's a, just the second coming of Old Navy. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, if we get a, if we get an Olive Garden or Target, you might. Oh, <laughs> oh this town will burn down if we get an Olive Garden. Even though we don't need it, we've got the best restaurants in town. Absolutely, I love the local joint. Again, we're here at Crossens Deli. Love Crossens Deli. Always been a big fan of theirs. So, let me ask you this question: What about Greenwood Rocks? Mm. When did you create that? What was the idea or the inspiration behind it? And is it still going strong? Good questions. Okay, so I think we're right at a year, maybe a year and a few weeks that we started this. This lady on Greenwood Calendar said, so "Why does? Why don't we have?" Greenwood Rocks. It's like thinking music. And uh, I said, what are you even talking about? And she said, you know, I, I'm from somewhere else and they have this Aiken Rocks. So I Googled it and I said, well, that's kind of neat. Um, so I just went to three or four sites to learn the rules. And then I just started and did a video, Facebook Live. I did it at the Humane Society. My wife, who's really creative, I, I have ideas, but when I go to paint them, they never turn out like, <laughs> like I want them to. But she, she can make SpongeBob and everything just look exactly like it. So she made some rocks, and I did the video, because I don't mind doing Facebook Live. But I will tell you, I got really nervous when, uh, when um, Clay hit record or, <laughs> or taping this. It got, it's like, wow, all those people I tell, don't worry about it, it's no big deal. And, and now I understand a little better. But anyway, um, so what we do is we tell people um, there's this thing on Facebook. It's a group called uh, Greenwood SC Rocks, and or it's actually Greenwood Rocks SC now, um, because we kept getting these folks from Greenwood, Indiana, on our group, and so which is a, a, a large sized town outside of Indianapolis. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Every once in a while, we just chat back and forth on Facebook Messenger. I think we got another one of yours here, so it's fun. But anyway, what we do is we tell people go out and find a rock. You can buy one at Landscape Supply or anywhere else, and um, paint a design on it, anything you want. And on the back, right post on Greenwood Rocks and then you just hide it. Then you go to the Facebook group and tell folks, I've hidden some rocks. Sometimes you leave a clue. You can see a pond from where I hid this. And then two or three days later, you'll see a person with that same rock in their picture. And it's for everybody. It's not just a 
lots of families with little kids do this, but I saw this Harley rider uh, that was looked really tough, smiling with the rock, and I thought, that's great. I love How many this. people follow Greenwood Rocks? Or? In, in the first three months, we got like 5,500 people, and wow. Charlie Baroness said, you've created a rock frenzy. It, what, what I did was I, I created this venue, but it wouldn't have mattered if everybody didn't buy into it and the YMCA had this we love Greenwood Rocks and the city of Greenwood did that so it just exploded and then school started this was last year in, in August September and it slowed down and then when it got school let out again it picked up there's always the core group of people that are painting throughout the year but it, it picks up significantly at different times. Like, I mean, even for someone who doesn't, my family doesn't participate in Greenwood Rocks, but we were doing an Uptown Live last year. Uh, I was playing Uptown Live with my buddy Kevin Brock, and my son found a rock. Oh, cool. And, mm -hmm. and right then, hold it up, let me take a picture and put it on there, and then you get all these people say, oh, that's awesome, or that's yeah. my rock. So right. I think it's a really cool little community yeah. thing that that folks can participate in and it's like yet another Easter thing yeah, it's yet like, another thing that you have created <laughs> that just breathes uh, so let me ask you about this your newest venture is in realty that's right um including the new neighborhood it's milford uh, milford pines milford pines not to be confused with milford springs <laughs> it's on that road oh okay it's on milford springs road right. but it's milford pines right. looks like it's going to be a neighborhood that maybe has a community pool yes and those kind of things which greenwood is probably lacking yes um, that's why i got into this yeah there's a housing shortage i mean there really is um if you go, if a house gets listed tomorrow, it's going to probably be sold uh, in, right. if it's priced correctly. Right. Uh, and that's, that's so uh, I, um, I found that I was having some free time in the summers especially. Um, I would, and, and I just thought, I've always thought about, you know, I'm, even though I'm selling, I write Robert Sells Greenwood, that's my email, Robert Sells Greenwood at gmail.com. Let's put that plug in there. There you go. Yeah. But I don't feel like a salesman at all because I, I couldn't sell something I didn't completely believe in. And right. So I simply present, here it is, and this is what you're looking for. So I, I started, I, I went and took the test and passed it and decided, you know, and I was offered a job from a couple different agencies that I went with. At the time, it was the Bradshaw Group, but they've hooked up now with this Weikert. Uh, it's called Weikert Realtors Bradshaw Group. Weikert is popular across the country, but not in the southeast, so they're getting more and more popular here. Um, it's just new. It's come, so I'm very happy with that family. Just like Atlanta has a family, uh, I, feel, I feel the same way over here at Weikert, and I'm doing both. Well, uh, before we wrap up the interview, I uh, just want to remind folks that uh, to like the Greenwood On Deck podcast. Uh, also, we're going to share this on Greenwood Calendar for a chance to win a $50 gift card from Sports Break. Yes. Uh, because I won that card on Greenwood Calendar. It was just by luck, but I'm asking Robert to turn that over and uh, share it with you guys. So, Can I say it one before we finish this? Yeah, sure. You had mentioned my mom and you were going to talk about Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So... Your mom is Rosalie Stevenson, and she is a legend out of Piedmont Tech. <laughs> yeah. My mother worked for her and everything like that. Um, cool. So I've known Rosalie for a long time, even when I was a little kid. And I told my mom that I was going to be interviewing you and said, oh, you're interviewing Robbie. <laughs> and <you're> right. <laughs> Anybody who knows me through my mom calls me Robbie. <laughs> but how's your mom doing? 
she is great. She can't seem to retire. Uh, she's. I've noticed that. She was dean of nursing at Piedmont Tech. She retired and then came back, and she retired, and then they, they call her. We, we can use you again. She's there again. Uh, she loves Piedmont Tech. Um, I have six kids. My wife, we're like the Brady Bunch. My wife had four. I had two. And, uh, Anthony, Nicholas, and Wyatt all went to Piedmont Tech, and right. Nicholas is now over at, at Lander. But she, she is a legend. Uh, if I ever have to go to the hospital for some reason, the appendicitis or something, I mention I drop my mom's name and I get like, the royal treatment. So, <laughs> so, because yeah. probably every nurse in some capacity that has gone through Piedmont Tech has been influenced by her. Yes. An amazing career, and it, I'm just. I'm blown away that she's still going. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Um, okay, so I ask everyone these next couple questions. So okay. I'll ask you. First of all, what does Greenwood do best? Hmm. Well, my favorite show is the is the Andy Griffith show. Mine too. Uh, isn't it fantastic? I don't Love get through Andy a day Griffith without show. quoting. We we that's our dinner time ritual is that we watch Andy Griffith show on Amazon. That's great. But I only watch seasons one through five. I don't the like Black the color White. episodes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, and Greenwood isn't. I mean, in some ways, it could be considered um, backwards. And when you think of Ernest T. Bass and stuff, like that. but but <laughs> but there's something home about Greenwood. Like there's that same sense with with Mayberry, and it's just when you go away, you're glad to come back. And I just feel good. And I know, you know, I'm gonna go to Walmart. I'm gonna see somebody I know, and people are friendly. Yeah. And um, there's, there's bad apples like Ernest T. Bass, you know, we got a couple, but that's normal. You can't have a city without uh, some crazies, but um, I just... That's what makes life interesting. That's right. <laughs> yeah, so, so if you don't like the Mayberry, uh, Andy Griffith show, uh, well then go watch it again. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because you're, you're not going to be disappointed. Okay, so what does Greenwood need to improve on the most? Well, we don't want to. Lindsey Graham was here talking to Richard Thomason, who was this year's chair for the Festival of Flowers, saying uh, Greenwood has grown so much in the last ten years, and it's like a, it's like a mini Greenville. We don't. We, we keep wanting to improve, and Charlie Barron is doing a fantastic job. So is Heather Jones, Heather Simmons Jones, the Greenwood Partnership Alliance. We're attracting industry, but we don't want to become the next Greenville. We we. Um, you know, when I wait more than two cycles at a red light, it's like, what's going on here? It's traffic. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we want to keep the small city feel, but we want the perks of, of, like, Lander brings in great culture, and we have fantastic local music. So I just, uh, I just want to preserve that, that small town feel, but yet have all the opportunities that that um, these hard workers are bringing us. Last question. I noticed that you like to travel. I do. Where is your your favorite destination, or is there somewhere that you haven't been that you feel like I have got to get there? Okay, before my wife, I liked Lagos, Portugal. I just backpacked around Europe for a summer. Um, That was kind of cool. I was young. I said, I'm coming back next year. That was 25 years ago. I haven't been back, but that was, since then, my wife and I, had our honeymoon in Jamaica and that was cool but really my favorite places are Edisto and um, which we're so close to and then the mountains I like Hendersonville and Flat Rock so I'll just go there for a weekend we just did that two weeks ago went to Brevard saw white squirrels you have to do that it's fun um, so well, Greenwood is so conveniently located between the mountains and the shore it's, it's perfect and it's perfect. if you look at 
not exactly, but north south, you have Charlotte and Atlanta. Yes, yes. So you got the big city if that's your thing. That's right. Um, Going to see Breaking Benjamin down there in about another two weeks in the okay. Atlanta area. Uh, have you ever been to the Carl Sandburg house in Henderson? Oh, yeah. yeah. Beautiful place, especially around Christmas time. Absolutely. Well, Robert, I just want to tell you thank you again for doing this. I appreciate it. I think we've learned a lot. I want to encourage folks again to check out greenwoodcalendar.com. Also check out Robert Sales Greenwood. <laughs> so how, how can you give us one more time a summary of how people can reach you? Sure. Um, on Green, Greenwood Calendar, it's... The um, email is gwdcal at gmail.com. For Robert Sells Greenwood, you just add at gmail.com. And my phone number, call me, I don't care, 864-377-4585. You know, I, I like to spotlight what's great about Greenwood. My problem is there's just so much to do. Um, uh, Clay didn't talk much about himself, but uh, I asked him, can I do a show about um, Jackson Station? And we, we've done a couple. We did one over at Jackson Station. And check out his page. You know, subscribe to these podcasts. They're really beneficial, and uh, I just am honored to be a part of it. So I'm going to put a link on Greenwood Calendar so you can go directly to, to the sites. But help spread the word. Get Let, let everybody know these are coming. Well, thank thank you. you so much, because I, I, I really believe that this podcast is a medium that hasn't been explored here in Greenwood mm-hmm. yet, and, and I'm already getting a lot of positive feedback, so we're excited cool. about it. I do want to thank Crossens Deli for letting us hang out here in the corner, yeah. maybe getting a few strange looks here and there <laughs> about what exactly are these two guys up to, but um, wonderful food at Crossens. And again, Robert, thank you so much for joining us on the Greenwood On Deck podcast. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to Greenwood On Deck. Please make sure to check out our Facebook page, Greenwood On Deck Podcast. And we look forward to talking to you soon again, Greenwood.